Welcome to the second episode of Ball Street. I'm your host, Lexi Rogers, alongside my co-host, Kevin McCabe. What's going on? So, recently, last night, the big NCAA championship, Kansas beat North Carolina. Kevin, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm disappointed. I was really, <laughs> really pulling for UNC there, to be honest, and uh, they just couldn't put it forth. But it seemed like, I mean, obviously the first half was working for them. Kansas couldn't get the ball in transition, which is like where they're... I mean that's where they live. They have these they have these players that are just unreal in transition, um, and yeah, I mean they were going off. But North Carolina, it just seemed like the world was like working against them. Right. Uh, Armando Baycott, who's like their starting center, who was matched up all night with Kansas' starting center. Um, what was this guy's name? David McCormack. Yeah. This guy, he is a body. He is huge, <laughs> and. He, he was the one. He single-handedly beat Villanova in the Final Four game. He was unreal. And so Baycott had the tough assignment of being matched up with him. And he actually did a, as, as about about as like good as a job of you, that you could possibly do. Um, I mean, he was matched up with a really physical player, and he, he kept him off the glass for the most part, uh, limited a lot of Kansas' offensive rebounds and things like that. But then Armando Baycott who had injured his ankle in the Final Four game, mm-hmm. re-injured that ankle late in the second half last night, which was really disappointing. But then this guy Puff Johnson came on. <laughs> Puff. Yeah, Puff. His uh, his older brother played for won a national championship, actually, with UNC, uh, Cameron Johnson, mm-hmm. who is now on the Phoenix Suns and is actually playing really yeah. well. Um, yeah, he came on off the bench last night, and when Baycott got hurt, he came on, hit the game-tying three, drew a charge, and then hit an incredible layup, like, contested layup from David, on David McCormack. It was, like, the most impressive, like, 45 seconds of basketball that I, like, had seen from one <laughs> It was, like, unreal. He And so, yeah, he brought a lot of energy, and it was, like, when Baycott went out of the game, like, I had a feeling that North, there was no way North Carolina could pull it out, but... I mean, Puff Johnson played really well. Right. It just sucks to see things like that. Like, especially North Carolina, they had a great run. And then when one of your best players gets injured, it's kind of like, ugh. Yeah. I mean, that team is a lot to be proud of. They went into the tournament as an eight seed. Most years, North Carolina is like a one or a two seed. Right. And you can't count them out to win the whole thing. So it was impressive that, you know, coming into this tournament as an eight seed, the, the fact that they still went the distance and made it to the national championship and were very close. They were up 15 and a half. Which they was crazy. Yeah. And the, the reason why they went up in the first half, honestly, was they just didn't let Kansas play their game. And Kansas's game is getting out in transition, getting easy buckets. Right. And But, I mean, got to give it up to Kansas, though. They were, like, the most dominant college basketball team in the country all season. Yeah. So it's like the, the rightful team won the title. Pretty cool story here. I just actually was reading about this this morning. I had no clue. Remy Martin, who's a guard on Kansas, uh, he shot like a perfect four for four in crunch time last night. Three for three from three, and I think he had like a layup or something. Um, He was, he's a transfer from Arizona State. Arizona State had beaten Kansas twice in the tournament in consecutive years. That's crazy. And Remy Martin went off against Kansas in both of those games, and then he transferred there. (laughs) And he goes and off goes and wins off, yeah. the national championship. That's so, crazy. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Go off, Remy Martin. I mean, yeah. Uh, honestly, though, 
speaking like from a personal point here, I'm just bummed that college basketball is over. Yeah. I think, and I'm going to start this petition for next season. <laughs> I like co- watching college basketball so much to a point where I think they should have the NIT tournament take place the second this one ends or vice versa. Yeah, that would be interesting. Keep it going. Yeah. I want to, because it's cool because no one actually watches the NIT. Sorry. No, if that I, offends anybody. Yeah, I don't know a single person yeah, that does. No <laughs> one, like, I think the national championship was on Friday night. I don't think there was a like, who was watching that? Nobody. Actually, I could be <laughs> wrong about that. It may not have been on Friday night. I have no clue because nobody watches, like, the NIT tournament. Right, but yeah, I, think, I have no clue when it was. But if it came down to it, if there was, like, listen, this is the only college basketball we have left, I am 100% tuning into that. What, are you looking no, up right there? Yeah. What have you got? Um, who won it all? That's a great question. Uh, the final was th- Thursday. It was Texas A&M versus... Xavier. Oh, yeah. And Xavier won. Really? Yep. Texas A&M was actually a big snub from the, uh, everybody really thought they were going to make the big tournament. Yeah. So no surprise there that they went all the way to the title game. Yeah, 73-72 win. Okay. Yeah, like, I didn't even know that was going <laughs> yeah, on, no, to be honest. And that's the thing. And it's a good tournament. There's some good teams that play in that tournament. Teams, right. like I said, Texas A&M probably should have been in the big tournament, uh, but they weren't. But still, like I'd watch those games in a heartbeat. What basketball is basketball, right. and what's so cool about college basketball is it isn't like these celebrities counting their money. They're just it's exactly. all passion, all dreams out there. Yeah, and I think it's really cool. No, and it's just even to see like how upset like teams get when they lose or even like when they win because it's just all pure like passion and like it's like how you were saying it's not like the nba where they literally can just come out the next year and just do it all over again yeah like these guys some of these like some guys played their final basketball game last night that they'll ever like their last competitive basketball game that they'll ever play and i think i don't know it's pretty cool no it is no but yeah i completely agree i think the nit should even before March Madness, before, I think that would well, be... you gotta because it's tough because you have all those conference uh, tournaments. So then, definitely after, yeah. just and get that like get that hype. Or what they could do, you know how there's that break after opening weekend, like when they I think once the big tournament decides teams from the who's gonna go to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. They take like a four or five day break. Yeah. You could totally fit in the round of sixty four and the round of thirty two for the NIT in those five days. Right, it and then actually March get Madness. people to watch it. Yeah, yeah it would be great. No, that's a really smart idea. You should make a petition for that. I should. I would I would sign that. But yeah. <laughs> Moving forward. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm actually really looking forward to college basketball season next year. I'm not counting out the Loyola Greyhounds for a Cinderella run. Oh. Should I count them out? No, um, I'm not no, counting them out. No, We're I would not, not count, count them, them out. out. I would not count them out. You never know. Yeah, you like, gotta believe. That's that's the aspect that you have to have. If you're not, if you're giving up, what what are you in it for? You know what I mean? No, exactly. Yeah, I think, I definitely think if we bring in some good recruits for this new freshman class. Nah, we need no recruits. Basketball players, if you listen to this, <laughs> get to the Final Four next year. We'll throw a big parade. Campus will be an absolute party. The whole for what? Campus would be a uh, zoo. full weekend. It'd be great. No, it'd it'd probably be the best thing that ever happened. What we haven't won anything basketball wise like really big since 2012 yeah that was when we 2012 Loyola made the tournament yeah. and I remember they were a 15 seed they played two seeds Syracuse and they actually almost won Jeez. which would have been crazy yeah I mean what that was I think that was last year 
But I was I was looking when, into this too about college basketball, which I which is this is why like so many Cinderella stories happen like that. Like mm-hmm. we saw St. Peter's this year go right. all the way to the Elite Eight. I swear it's like when it all right, you can't teach size. If somebody has a player on their team that is seven feet tall and he's super strong, yes, he's gonna be an absolute bruiser down there, right. gonna be a difficult player to stop. But when you look at like the best guards in the country, there's a big gap. It's like there's really good point guards, shooting guards. And then, like, there's everybody else. And there's a really small group of players at the top. But outside of that very small group of players, the skill levels are, like, kind of equivalent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, even if it's, like, a small D1 school. Like, like Loyola is a small D1 school. But meanwhile, for basketball. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, these big powerhouse basketball schools, their guards really aren't that much better than, say, our guards. Like, it's, like, a really small gap in skill and quality and I think that's why like St. Peter's like I said I think I said this last episode they weren't just like catching teams on a bad day they were beating teams they they beat Purdue like straight up yeah so I mean I think that's what makes college basketball so interesting you never you really do not know what's going to happen I mean right and that's what makes it so exciting yeah I I there were not any perfect brackets this year no (laughs) I don't even think mine made it past. This was actually the worst bracket I've made in my Same. life. Same. This this year was very bad. I think Same. I think I lost. I don't even think I predicted a single Elite Eight team correctly. Oh, I definitely. I didn't did get a Sweet Sixteen. Didn't what? I? <laughs> mine was just so so bad. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, like it was actually embarrassing. Like I stopped <laughs> like even looking at my bracket after nah, a certain yeah. point. It was weird. After like the first two days, I was like in first place in my bracket or something, or like tied for first with like two or three other people. Yeah, that's just how it goes. But yep, I slid down the <laughs> standings really quickly. Yeah, I didn't have Villanova going far. I'll be honest. I thought I think that team gets overhyped every year, but this year, I mean, they made it to the Final Four. So. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I did. I picked UNC to win the title game every single year. I picked Gonzaga this year, and I had UNC losing in the second round to Baylor. I shouldn't. I need to trust my gut more. Yeah, I had Baylor going all the way. Really, really embarrassing. That is so. embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. So you know how my bracket went. Ugh. Very, very embarrassing. Well. Enough of March Madness. Huge news. The United States has qualified for the World Cup in Let's Qatar go. November in 2022. This upcoming November, yeah. Yeah, we were literally talking about that in my sports marketing class. Um, everybody's pretty hype about it. I mean, this is huge. We did not make the World Cup last time around, obviously. That was really embarrassing. <laughs> we couldn't even get a tie against Trinidad and Tobago. But... What's happened since then for U.S. soccer is honestly unbelievable. The MLS is actually, like, watchable now. If you turn on a game, it's, like, actually very entertaining if you enjoy soccer. Right. And, uh, I mean, so many young players now. We have a lot of, like, not just guys that made it to Europe and they're sitting on a bench somewhere for an average team. We have guys playing on premier teams. Juventus, probably, maybe not this season, but most years, they're the best team in Italy. Right. We have a midfielder who starts on that team, Weston McKinney. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be on the World Cup roster. Obviously, Christian Pulisic from PA. Uh, I think he's from like near Hershey or something. He's uh, a big player for Chelsea, um, winger. He's he's going to be huge for us. Just so many guys. Uh, Gio Reyna, another one. He's I don't know where from the honestly from the US he's from, but he plays for Dortmund, which is like the second biggest German team. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like suddenly now we actually have players that are making a difference in Europe in the best leagues in the world. I don't know. I saw the gambling odds came out, plus 10,000 for uh, USA to win the World Cup. I love it. I'm going to hammer it. I love the gambling odds. Maybe we we shouldn't be talking about gambling, but here's the deal. If you are going to gamble on the World Cup, throw 10 bucks in the United States. Yeah. And even if you're you're throwing even just a couple dollars, you can still make a lot of money out of it. Yeah. The United States, my hopes are high. Also, they picked the group stages for us. It's going to be USA versus England on Black Friday. On Black Friday? Day after Thanksgiving, USA plays England in the World Cup. I am, like, so happy. And That's hype. Man, I can't. I'm like, is that an early game? Because after Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Honestly, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. So many people are going to be watching that game. I think, and do not quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure the game times for the World Cup are going to be 9 a.m., noon, and 3 p.m. Which oh, that's is not, not bad at that's all. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Because you got to keep in mind, too, this is like prime football season. Right. So, you know, we're going to have games at night, too. Yeah, so like, are people even going to – well, 3 College o'clock. basketball will be back by then. <laughs> it's going to be – and the, the group, too, for the United States, which gives a lot of hope. England, obviously, is going to be a very tough opponent. Right. The second opponent is Iran. We should – ran them out of the building because you know (laughs) we the united states is better than them wholeheartedly and then the last opponent they're actually still playing to find out who the last opponent's going to be so ukraine has to play scotland and the winner of that game will play wales and the winner of that game will be in the group with usa iran and england gotcha either way i still see usa as the second best team in this group obviously the top two get in right to the group stages but so i mean We'll see. I'm, I'm so pumped. <laughs> no, that's going to be a crazy time for sports. I mean, I feel like we we, we had the 2018 World Cup taken from us. Yeah. Didn't even get a chance to throw our hat in that ring. But here we are, 2022. Four years went by quicker than expected. And we're here. We're, tr- we're trying to win a World Cup here. That'd uh, be absolutely insane. If they won the World Cup. Yeah. I'll be honest. Uh, another fact about this team is that is it is the youngest national team going into the World Cup. The average age is 24. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I could, don't quote me on this, I think the second youngest team is Ecuador with an average age of 26. So we are by far the youngest team right. in this tournament. So it's going to be a tough one to win. But what is exciting is in 2026, the World Cup's going to be hosted by the United States. And... So, obviously, we'll get an automatic bid to be in that tournament. Right. Which is cool. I guess less stressful. Obviously, we all know how it feels to not make it into a World Cup. <laughs> but, I mean, it, and when you look at the team, the average age will probably be around 28 come 2026. So, right. that's that's prime soccer years. That's when players are at their best. That's when, you know, they've already maybe been on a couple big stages. And here we go. They can really make a run at it. So I'm pumped for that. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. 
Okay, so a little bit about what we talked about last time was the Winning Time show you were talking about on HBO Max and how you were super, super excited to watch the new two episodes. Gotta fill us in. So a third episode came out. We are through five episodes now, and it is awesome. (laughs) This show is so sick. Seriously, you guys gotta go watch it. HBO Max, like I said last time, roommates, girlfriends, families, (laughs) account. Get on it somehow, log in. Great show right now. So what actually kind of a so from where I took <laughs> off last time, yeah, the yeah. coach Give quit. Give a little recap. The coach quit. He had to he had to rehire a new coach. I guess this is where some spoilers come in. Do I say that? Spoilers. Yeah. Now's your time to pause the podcast and go watch Winning Time. <laughs> All right. And we're here we go. So the coach quit. He has the, Jerry West is the coach, by the way. If you know Jerry West, he is quite NBA literally logo. the NBA logo. He's the logo boy. <laughs> Jerry, logo West, boy. <laughs> Jerry West quit, leaves Jerry Buss hanging. He's like, I need to get a new head coach right now. I don't know who this guy in real life, I don't know what his name is. I probably should know because I'm about to, this is about to be disrespectful. Honestly, and keep in mind, I don't know if all this stuff in this show is based on a true story, but all I know is that episode five ended with the coach being in a bicycle accident, and I think he might be dead. <laughs> Episode six has not come out yet, so still still looking for that. The actor that plays Jerry Buss is John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Yeah. yeah. That's guy from Step uh, Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He and he does an awesome job playing the role too. You could tell he's passionate, just like Jerry Buss was about the Lakers in real life. Right. And what's cool is like he has money, but he doesn't he doesn't really have money. He has land. So it's like it's kinda hard for him to actually like make these big imp- improvements to the stadium, the franchise, bring in better players, things like right. that. Um, which is cool because it shows him, like, very stressed out about money throughout the show. And, like, I mean, running a basketball team is obviously not a cheap venture. <laughs> it's very expensive. So he ends up selling, like, a majority of the stake to the, of the team to his wife, who he just divorced. Oh, lovely. Yeah, and it's it's great. And that's, that's actually based on a true story. Yeah. Um, that really happened with the Lakers. And, yeah, no, go watch Winning Time. It's great. Right now in the season, the show just started, and Magic and Kareem are starting to play great well duo. with each other. So it's really coming together. It's going to be really exciting. Uh, quick pivot here. I mean, <laughs> while we're on the Lakers, what is going on with the Los Angeles Lakers in the year 2022? Honestly, couldn't tell you. I mean, as of right now, LeBron has missed, I think, the past two games. Don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure. But as of right now, the Lakers might not make the play-in. So as the, standings, <laughs> as the standings are right now, so Denver would clinch a playoff spot with a win, and if Minnesota loses, the Lakers are eliminated with a loss and a San Antonio win. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves are locked into a play-in game with a loss and wins by Denver and Utah. New Orleans is Whoa. locked in to a play-in game um, with a win or a Lakers loss, which probably is going to happen. Um, San Antonio is locked into a play-in game with a win and a Lakers loss, and Utah clinches a playoff spot with a win and a Minnesota loss. And the standings are right now, the Lakers are sitting at number 11, 31 and 47 and then the San Antonio Spurs are sitting at the 10th seed 33 and 45 so the Lakers upcoming actually they play the Suns tonight so 
obviously that's going to be a very, very tough Lakers loss. Well, hold on. Devin Booker and DeAndre in are resting this game. Well, I still think the yeah. Lakers are going to lose. That's the thing. And people keep talking about, like, if the Lakers make the play-in. If the Lakers play- make the play-in, I don't think they get out of the play-in. No, I think no shot. You know what I mean? Like No shot. Like, they're... They're not even these big like regular season games that are like continuing like hey you need to win this game to make just to make the play in right like they played the Pelicans the other night they uh, LeBron airballed the game tying three at the buzzer <laughs> this team is not meant to go anywhere and it's not it's, it's so annoying too because I hear like Anthony you know Anthony Davis is like yeah. out here going like it's just sad to think about like what could have been if I stayed healthy. Well, You're not that been, good, I, Anthony yeah. Davis. You guys are the literal 12 seed right now in the West. What do you mean what it could have been? Are yeah, you really going to make the SEMO 2 seed? I think or a one they would have went very far even if he was healthy. Because as of right now, like the Lakers would need like a Hail Mary. Like They would have to win this game against the Suns. The Spurs would have to lose. Do we know who the Spurs are playing? The Spurs are playing the Nuggets tonight at 9. Oh, okay. But even then... Those Spurs are still two games ahead of them. So. Yeah, I saw like a Bleacher Report headline today that uh, the Lakers they gave them an eleven percent chance of making the play-in, which <laughs> is unreal. Because if you looked at LeBron's Twitter before this season started, right. you would think we would. There's no way we'd be having this discussion at all. Everyone was hyping the Lakers it's, going into the season. It's not LeKing. It's not LeGo. It's LaFraud. LeBron James. Put that on a T-shirt. Yeah. Put that on a T-shirt. Honestly, like. I don't think I've ever been happier that the Lakers aren't going to make the play-in. Like, I love that the league has come in with the play-in. But as of right now, even if we didn't have the play-in, they wouldn't be making the playoffs at all. Oh, they'd be even farther away from it. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a great time for basketball, not for the Lakers, but very, very happy about it. So, turning over to the Eastern Conference. So, right now, it is the Brooklyn Nets sitting at the 10th seed with 48 and 38 and then the charlotte hornets are also 40 and 38 um the hawks at number eight 41 and 37 and then the Cavs at 43 and 36 and some games tonight so the Cavs are playing the magic the rockets are playing the nets the hornets are playing the heat and the hawks are playing the raptors so with the playoff the play-in scenario so atlanta would lock in a play-in game with a loss um, Chicago clinches a play-in spot with a win or a Cleveland loss. Cleveland is locked in to a play-in game with a loss and a Toronto win. Milwaukee clinches division title with a win, and the Toronto and Toronto clinches a playoff spot with a win and a Cleveland loss. I wonder how that race for the one seed is going. Um, as of oh, of course it's not on here. Um, as of today. Oh, the Heat are kind of the, running away with it. Yeah, so the Heat are 51-28. and 28, And then the second seed right now is the Boston Celtics. Okay, so Boston came out of nowhere. Um, they had a really great second half of the season. They, they have, did. They probably are... Here's the thing. I want to call them the most dangerous team in the Eastern Conference right now, but at the same time, I can't say that because I truly don't believe it. I think the right. two best teams are still Milwaukee and Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn's going to show that come playoff time. The game's going to slow down. They're going to have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving out there at the same time together. Right. It's That's going to be a tough team to beat. They are so complete. They have everything. They have scoring off the bench. They've got shooters to surround their stars with. They have rim protection. They they are all, they're all around. 
Yeah. So that's going to be a tough out. Um, but honestly, the Celtics, shout out to them. They really turned their season around big time. They did. And completely. Yeah, they can they can make a run. I mean, you never know. They got it's not like they don't have the pieces for it. They could totally do it. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Is Jalen Brown hurt? Um, that's a great question. I mean, honestly, when isn't Jalen Brown hurt? So That's what I'm be asking. Surprised. I feel like he's hurt a lot. Wouldn't be surprised if he is. Um No. He is healthy. Yeah. They're missing Robert Williams. Surprise, the surprise. Bulls. That's a shame. They have a lot of injuries right now. Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, yeah. both out. That is a team, if they can get healthy, they have a lot of promise. They're just getting Patrick Williams back, who was their first-round draft pick last year. Mm-hmm. Played really well. Started off the year very well. He's just, But then he got hurt, and he's just coming back now. Yeah, uh, obviously, the Bulls were great in the beginning of the season. They're they're the best defensive team in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, DeMar DeRozan was putting up MVP numbers. I think he still is. He's technically going to be on that MVP. He's not going to win MVP, but he'll be in the running for it. Um, oh, yeah, that's another thing, the MVP run. Um, I think as of right now, definitely the Jokers in number one. I saw an article about this today. Yeah, um, the Kia NBA MVP ladder. That's what decides it. That's who ranks it. I saw yeah. Joel move down the three. Um, yeah. With Jokic at one and Giannis at two. Um, but honestly. Oh, it's actually. Okay, so it's Jokic, Joel Embiid. Then Giannis. Giannis. Um, and then some other ones they put in there. Um, Devin Booker. Finally. Thank you. <laughs> I've been saying that. Devin Booker's got his team. He goes off. He, he was missing CP3 for a while. And even yeah. when he had CP3. It's CP3 is 36 years old. You cannot tell me that that man's good for 25 a game these days. He's not. No. Devin Booker, however, has led this team in scoring. He's led this team to the best record in the NBA. Not one person has mentioned his name for MVP. And I get it. Giannis is incredible. Jokic is probably one of the best passing big men this league's ever seen. Yeah. Joel Embiid's a force that like <laughs> it takes a very special type of player to be able to even contain. Exactly. But, I mean... Numbers don't lie here. Devin Booker's got his team to the top of the West. Yeah. Last I checked, they were at 61 wins or something crazy. Yeah, 61 wins. And even, like you were saying, without Chris Paul. So he Booker averaged 28.2 points um, per game, uh, seven assists, and then they went 50-40-90 shooting as Phoenix went 11-4 without Chris Paul, which is pretty insane. That's... That's just, He's that so 50, 40, 90 stat is incredible because yeah. what that means, so 50% from the field, 40% from three, and 90% from the free throw line, meaning he's not just this type of guy that's, yeah, he's scoring 28 points a game, but he's putting up, you know, 27 shots a game. No, he's playing, like, very efficiently. He's exactly. getting to the free throw line. He's putting their other defense in foul trouble. He's knocking down hard shots. Like, that's the type of player that wins ball games. I think the Suns exactly. are dangerous. A lot of people very, aren't convinced about them. I think they're the, they have the best record in the NBA for a reason. They got to be the front runner going into these playoffs. For sure. I wouldn't be surprised if they completely pull it out this year. I thought they were going to do it last they year. They made it all the way to the finals last year. No, I know. I thought they were going to win Did it last year. Did that go to six or seven that series? I think it went to six. Uh. No, it may have went to seven. I want to say it went to seven. All I know is that Giannis and Sukumpo in that elimination game in Phoenix, where he had a fifty-point triple-double. Unreal. Was it six games? Uh, I have a feeling it was six yeah, games. Yeah, it was six games. 
Yeah. Milwaukee won four to two. Yeah. Uh, Giannis was unstoppable in that yeah. last game. Absolutely insane. But who knows? Vengeance story. The Suns want to go back. And right. honestly, I could see it happening. I would like to see the Warriors make a run and go all the way at it. But honestly, <laughs> all the injuries and stuff this year, I just don't think it's their year. But there is always next year. The Warriors do, while they, while a lot of their stars are aging, like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, uh, Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green, um, they this young core that's really kind of come out of its shell this season has been unreal. Jordan Poole yeah, should, I was like, that's should your win. Boy. He should win most improved player. Yeah. It shouldn't even be close. It shouldn't be a contest. They should just give him the trophy right now. <laughs> He's He played phenomenally all, all season, too, like from day one. He hasn't really slowed down. Um, I mean, Wiggins is an all-star. I wouldn't really call Wiggins a young player. He's been in the NBA for quite a couple of years now. Yeah. Um, but as far as young guys go, Jonathan Kaminga, the seventh overall pick, mm-hmm. he would probably be in the running for rookie of the year right now if he was on any other team in the NBA. Because on the Warriors, you just don't get that much play time. Right. Now, had he been on like a bad franchise, like say the Philadelphia 76ers, oh, he, he probably would be putting up unreal numbers as a rookie right now and be a front runner to win rookie of the year. That's that's like that's what I'm saying, and I mean Moses Moody, they got all these guys, man. I think J- James Wiseman's gonna come back from injury probably next season. I'm yeah. excited about Warriors uh, in the coming years. I think the transition from like the the stars that we see on that team today, the stars we'll see on that team in say five six years, it's gonna be like a really smooth transition, dynasty potential. Dynasty, interesting, yeah. yeah. I mean, also, big news we just found out not that long ago, Ben Simmons will not be making any regular season appearances or if He's the Nets a- do make the playoffs, he will not be playing. I mean, I I personally thought if the Nets do make the playoffs that he was going to, like, pop out and be like, hey, maybe I'm not, okay. Yeah, maybe not in the play-in. I, apparently he does have, like, a legitimate back injury. A back injury. issue, he does. But I want to know... So what was the deal in Philly then? Was that a back issue or was that no. was that mental health? What no. Was that? So the issue was in the beginning he came out and like right after we lost against Atlanta, he came out said he was having a lot of mental issue problems and he just wasn't in the right mind space to play. Well, so he knew what was going to happen. Exactly. He was going to get booed the second he walked into the building. <laughs> and also this is true, too. I saw, I don't know if you saw this the other day, uh, Ben Simmons is suing the Philadelphia yeah. 76ers franchise. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. 20 or $30 million, 20. It was a, yeah, 20. $20 million is a large sum of money. Yeah. You think about what Philly could do with that 20 mil. Actually, the way the NBA is now, $20 million is, gets you, like, a ball boy <laughs> and a towel. Yeah, I was like, $20 million, honestly, right now, probably it's won't so get crazy. you much. That's so But, wild. yeah, so much money. I saw that and was genuinely shocked. I could see it. Honestly, I don't know. It look, that is I'm in total honesty, suing a franchise because the fans didn't like you is quite literally one of the softest things you could possibly do, like <laughs> as a professional athlete. That is so soft. That's charming ultra soft. That is why the city of Philadelphia calls him Mr. Softy. They were yeah. selling shirts that had like the Wendy's. And that's what got him the lawsuit in the first place. Yeah, the Wendy's. <laughs> was it worth it, Philly? <laughs> the, yes, it was. All right, well, when you're going after that big money free agent to try to pair with Joel Embiid, you're down 20 mil right now <sighs> in the hole. Yeah, that's I mean, on. That's on the softy shirts. But yeah. no, the softy shirts are hilarious. And he is a softy. Ben Simmons is. is a softy. 
and I'm sorry, but if you're going to sit out the whole season on, and if it's mental issues, not going to touch that, but all I'm saying is right. non-physical like injury, man, you got, you got the trade you wanted that you wanted. You're going, you have, you're on the same team as Kevin Durant and Kyrie, Kyrie Irving right now. Yeah. You got to suit up. You got to play some basketball. Exactly. I Be mean, a difference maker. They don't even need you to shoot the ball, man. No one's they don't need you. him to do anything, basically. Just play defense. <laughs> He's one. Of, he was one of the best defenders in the NBA while he was on, while he was yes. on the 76ers. That's all he has to do for is play defense. If he could up the tempo and he could pass the and he can make an out like just amazing pass the passes ball from under yeah. the basket to Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. Right. I don't see who's stopping that team. No, I really think he's suing the franchise because I don't really know how true this I is. Defamation of name, right? They're withholding money or something? Yes. So how that whole thing went down was basically Dara Mori was saying, if you're going to keep sitting out, we're not going to pay you. So I think this was right after um, okay, so Summer League. Then, yeah. yeah, so it was right after like Summer League. I think he decided that he wasn't going to come back. And then Daryl Morey was like, okay, if you're not going to come back, then you're not going to get paid. So then it was like $9 million here, and then just kept going and going and going. And supposedly at one point, he was buying all of his friends, like, Ferraris and Lamborghinis and I buying all this. these houses. And, and he almost cats. went— Hold on. While, yes, we're talking yes. about, while we're talking about Ben Simmons' expenditures, <laughs> he was buying, like, li- like, little lion cubs and stuff. Yeah. He was buying, like— exotic cats like for what literally for what i mean to each their own but you better keep playing if you're going to pay for these jungle cats man yeah and buying all of your friends cars and buying houses all over the country i think he's doing it because money's hurting right now but yeah i think i think i that was rumored i remember like right in the midst of this stuff when he was sitting when he was sidelined well he sidelined himself but (laughs) when he was like not getting paid i remember he has, for some reason, the guy has two places within the city of Philadelphia, which makes no yes. sense to me. Why do you need two places in the same city? I don't understand. Who knows? But he was, maybe he realized that was also a bit insane, and he was selling one of the places, and it was like a really nice penthouse in yeah. Philly, like Center City. It looked really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's funny. It's just funny <laughs> to think about. Uh, uh, look, if you're handed millions of dollars and you blow it, that's on you. I'm exactly. sorry. Exactly. Like I don't feel bad. Yeah, I can't give you any empathy, um, because man, if someone handed me millions of dollars, I cannot say Jungle Cat would be like towards the top of my purchases. Oh, not. I don't think that would ever even cross my mind. It would cross my mind. Jungle cats. Baby tigers are really cute. Yeah, they're really cute until they like get older and like maul your face off. But that's off. the thing. Like if you if you have that tiger with you like okay joe exotic i'm just saying like (laughs) i could essentially become the tiger's father (laughs) it's just something to think about yeah so so kevin would be the new joe exotic if he was handed millions of dollars i'm saying i try it out no i you gotta no i am i would not be the next joe exotic he did a lot of terrible well okay (laughs) all right we're not (laughs) we're not gonna get into all that but, yeah, no, I'm actually very, very excited for the playoffs. So I think the plan starts the 16th. So I think that's, April like, 16th. two weeks away, a week away. Not even. Yeah, I mean, it's got to yeah, be Yeah, next up. Saturday. It's a week from Saturday. Yeah. Super, super excited. I mean, because it's like, what? What do we have to watch between now and then? Some... <laughs> I don't know. For the most part, I feel like it's meaningless basketball games at the moment. It is. NBA. Yeah. Some bad teams just finishing out their seasons. Right. 
Yeah, like uh, especially all the games like on tonight. Like baseball's coming back soon. I don't have much to say about baseball. Me at the either. Uh, I don't think I really have anything to say about baseball, to be that's honest. That's a shame. You got it. It's America's pastime. You got it. <laughs> Come on. But, yeah, but until baseball comes back, we still got a couple more weeks. Till, I think a week, actually, till that. It, this is going to be a lonely sports week. Yeah, very uh, sad. Prayers up to everyone. Make sure you reach out to your sports-loving friend. Yeah. It's going to be a tough week. Not a lot of sports. No football. No college basketball. No playoff basketball. Boring NBA basketball. Boring NBA. I don't even count that. I'm not gonna sit down on the couch. Yeah, I'm not watch. I don't think I'm gonna watch a single game in the next week. Sad. Yeah. Very sad. But we'll, you know, we'll come back at you again next episode. Yeah. Hopefully, when it gets real exciting. Exciting. Yeah. Maybe someone will slap another person at an award show again. Yeah. Or maybe maybe some really good fights in a game, like an NBA game, like some. Some malice at the palace. I think a fun segment that we could do is just like get videos of like street fights, like people fighting (laughs) in like street corners and stuff, and we could just do it kind of like play by play. Yeah, that'd that'd be be dope. Yeah. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, and we'll see you guys on episode three.